I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our podcast where we gradually lose our minds and talk about many, many, many things and go off on tangents and maybe lose some important plot points, but it doesn't matter because it's about the experience and it's about ending the podcast after four hours. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, We're just here to talk shit and eat eat food. food. (gasps) (laughs) Um, Literally, I mean, yeah. Um, (laughs) We, in this episode, we're going to talk about many, many things, including um, our journey to uh, college during a pandemic. How horny we are for Grammy Oh, girl, this is too early in the intro to be (laughs) saying Um, We're also going to be talking about body positivity and our journey to body positivity and... um, Period pieces. Period pieces, our dream jobs, our dream acting jobs. Our professors. Our professors. Um, we talk everything about, you know, race and racism within um, university institutions. And within our knowledge as white women. White people. Of course. <laughs> um, we're not, go- yeah, we're not going to talk for anybody else because that's just not our place. Yeah. Um, we're also, what else do we talk about? We talk about feminine men. Yes, Timothee uh, Chalamet to be oh, specific, and um, Adam Driver, non-threatening man. Yeah, we talk a lot about Outlander, and our f- our love, love for Graham McTavish and Katrina, Katrina Balfe and Sam, Sam Hewen. So we hope you are gonna sit through this. Oh, g- guys, make sure you get some water, yes. get some food as well as you yeah. enjoy this little chat. Maybe maybe this is your morning ritual. Maybe you're waking up and you're making yourself some eggs. Just turn it on and tune us out. People <laughs> <laughs> put it on as just background noise. Just background noise. If you need to clean, perfect podcast yes, for that. Absolutely. Perfect podcast for that. Absolutely. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Buckle up because we will be talking for a while. I think I'm going to divide this episode into two parts. Part one and part two. Probably. We did talk for a we really talked for time. three hours, two and a half hours. This we is Lord really of the Rings. We really don't know how to shut the fuck up. We really said Lord of the Rings. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll see you in literally no time at all for you. Um, but what will be several hours of editing for me. I've been trying to learn more French songs just for you. I started learning uh, Milord. I don't know how to pronounce it. Milord. Mi- yeah. Um, that one. By Edith Piaf. And Let me cut it. Oh, there was this one that my uh, uh, my French my other French friend recommended. I have to find you out. have another French friend? You're fucking cheating on me. I have so many French <laughs> friends. <laughs> I just attract French people. I, I can't help it. Yeah. You know, a bunch of La Mad Madrug, La Madrug, La Madrug. That's Brigitte Bardot, no? Yeah, it is. I love that song. Do I? But every French person loves that song, though. Your little accent came out. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really. It's. I do that in class all the time, where I just end my sentences. I realize that I just fully translate my sentences from French to English in my head, and I just regurgitate them. Mm. Because I'll I end every sentence in no, really? like all the time. Even like Carl's class or like Jessica's class, um, I'll just be like, oh, so I think that uh, the literal for this scene is 
Um, Blanche and Stanley are literally discussing the their turbulent relationship or like whatever. Um, and then she's like, mm-hmm, and what did you say your your action was? And I was like, uh, to get somebody off their high horse. This is just an example. It's not what I said. I said to get something off their high horse. And then she'll like think about it for a second. I'm like, no. <laughs> and she'll like, no, I think I think that works. I have no issues with that. And I'm like, Whew. I know the way that they pause in when they think. It's like an ad break. It's like an ad break. <laughs> it's like they just is. like you've just hit the climax in that class, and they just slapped you with that ad break. Um, you know the song um, "No Control" by One Direction. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Which side um, do you want from the sandwich? Uh, the more burnt one. <laughs> You're like my mom. Here you I go. am your mom. Plot twist. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Is it chicken and it's tomato? chicken? I just got the basic club, and it's chicken, tomato, pesto, and avocado. Mmm. So let me just, for this intro, let me just explain the premise of Hobby and I's podcast. So Hobby and I, um, well, we should probably introduce ourselves, and we're going to do that in a second. Yeah, of course. Hobby and I realize that we have really good conversations. <laughs> Not <laughs> in our opinion. In our, in our opinion, we have really good conversations. Um, and we also can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and... I don't know. This pandemic has really... How can I put this? Without restating the obvious that's been stated over and over and over. Fucked with our heads? Yeah. For one. And I think that we've gained a lot of clarity. Yeah. Because we've made a lot of big moves. Mm. Both of us moved out of our parents' house. Um, We entered university, graduated high school. Mm. Um... Really, really made big moves with none of the gratification, like none of the celebration, (laughs) which a lot of people are going through. So I think we just wanted to make a podcast that was relevant for people like us. Yeah. Yeah. Like class of 2020 or just people who graduated in in the middle of all this. And when all this started, like I didn't get to experience a prom. I didn't get to go on all the school trips I normally do at the end of the senior at the end of my senior year. Mm -hmm. I had a graduation from home with only my family members, <clears throat> and I'm currently, I moved all the way from Florida to New York, where I'm living in a dorm all by myself, and I don't have a lot of friends, and the ones that I do have, I can't see as often, mm-hmm. so we just want to, we want to be there for you, you know? <laughs> we want to be, so the premise of this podcast is we're going to be having brunch, on yes. Saturday mornings, because we don't really have that much time off in our um, university program. We both go to NYU's Atlantic Studio at Tish Woo. Drama, which we'll get into that later <laughs> on. I'm enjoying it so far. This is the little, you know, there's more to it. This is the little intro, but um, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work in a pandemic, and we're mm. all very, very isolated from one another because we start at, like, 9 a.m. and finish at 6 p.m. most mm. often. And we have, like, maybe an hour for lunch, and we have meetings during that hour for lunch. Yeah. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, we have academic classes, which everyone has different class time, so it's harder to meet up or just do anything on those days. So really, weekends are only times to, like, get shit done and have, like, fun. That rhymed. Some fun. Yes. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Some fun. So we were, like, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, And we were, like, 
what if we just had brunch one day and had a very casual conversation and so that people can like listen to this podcast when I don't know they're doing their makeup or you're doing your skincare or you're like also eating but you're not able to see people because you want to be COVID friendly by the way we both get COVID tested we're both very safe and we both Mm -hmm. see nobody because we're in Atlantic studio and we don't have any time to ourselves Mm -hmm. aside from this very moment right here Mm -hmm. um so right now it is 1.37 p.m., so not super early, but like a late brunch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've had a very long kind of midtermy week, I feel. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then we're going back into like a week of workshops and then into another midtermy week after that because our spring break got canceled, <laughs> which is yeah. lovely, and we'll get into that. Oh, well. Sometime, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really <laughs> plan these out, and we're just going to have conversations as they go. Yeah. So, well, as we go So, should you, should we introduce ourselves? Or should sure. we keep the mystery alive? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You can figure that out for yourselves. Um, <laughs> Stalk us on Instagram. Yeah, but um, do you want to go first or I? Um, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go You're first. more interesting than me. <laughs> that is not true. That is such a fat lie. Miss Francais. Mm, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my name is Capucine. People usually call me Cap, um, just because it's easier to pronounce for most Anglophones. <laughs> um, I just turned 19, uh, so still pretty young, but I also feel incredibly fucking old. I feel so worn out. I don't know why. <laughs> so I think anywhere, like, literally 19, emotionally, 2,532. And that's on the younger side. Wow. Thanks. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Um, Im- immortal things. And I was born in Paris, France, <laughs> from northern France, so my family refuses to call me Parisian because I'm not. Um, I think that's a good thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to any Parisians. Sorry to any Parisians listening. Sorry. Sorry to that man. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, so from from the very north of France and... That's kind of me. And then I moved to um, New York to attend, like, a French-American school for my uh, dad's work um, in 2006. So when I was, like, four or five. Um, so pre- people would be like, oh, so you're pretty American then. And then, like, so uh, French people would be like, oh, so you're pretty American then. Um, no. The, the short answer to that is no. Every American person that I've met in the first 30 seconds from knowing me, they'd be like, oh, so where are you from? Because... <laughs> Uh, yes, because Americans. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I love you guys. Kisses. XOXO. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, open a window. It's very hot. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, so I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Hannah Victoria, but as you've heard, most people call me Hobby, at least the people that I know closely. Um, my family still calls me by my first and middle name. <clears throat> I was born in Columbia, Maryland, uh, which is like kind of near Baltimore, but I usually just tell people I'm from Baltimore because nobody knows where Columbia, Maryland is. I moved to Florida when I was like two, about. Um, South Florida, I have to specify that. Um, and it was like kind of, I'm kind of near, I was kind of near Fort Lauderdale, around that area. So I lived there for most of my life. I went to public school for elementary and part of middle school. Moved to a private... Ooh, I just... My food came up. Um, nice. 
Um, I went to a private school in eighth grade um, where I got into acting and theater and things like that. And, yeah, from there I got here to NYU. I got accepted to NYU. I auditioned, got accepted. Mm -hmm. I did my first semester remotely. I stayed in Florida. Um, And it wasn't the best experience, so I moved. And it's still not the best experience, but... A little bit better, I think. I mean, I get to meet Cap in person now, which has definitely Aww. been helping me a lot it's in so this sweet. whole experience. So, yeah, Cap, pretty much Cap has been my savior throughout this <gasps> whole experience. Hobby, um, you never said that. I love you. What? <laughs> this episode is going to be called Revelations, I swear oh to God. God. Oh, my God. This is just me admitting my love for Cap. Oh. It just pulls out a ring from my back pocket. I wish. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to the south of France. Okay. <laughs> okay, into it. I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I feel like a lot of people who got accepted into NYU this year, or like Tish, mm-hmm. specifically, it was the audition they took, not least seriously, but that they were the least nervous for. Yeah. I feel like, that. yeah, talking to a lot of people in our studio, at least, they were like... Yeah, because it wasn't my top school, or because everybody like does I don't know Juilliard or not everybody does Juilliard. That's not true, but a lot of people did like academic schools first mm-hmm. on their list because they didn't they didn't know if they wanted to do a BFA like something that's so specialized and something mm-hmm. that's so um, yeah. hard to work in. Right. Um. So they weren't extremely nervous for this audition, which yeah. is the same for me. Like. Um, I think my other college interviews I was a lot more nervous for. Me too. NYU's audition process, even though it was stressful. Like, I'm not going to say it wasn't stressful. No, yeah. Everybody felt very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I even... <clears throat> so, fun fact. I did musical theater for most of my time in high school and middle school. Um, and then senior year... Um, well, actually, just, like, years of abuse and neglect within my high school's theater department made me hate musical theater, but senior year was, like, my final, like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to do acting because I hated my high school theater and choir director. Um, if you're listening to this, guys... Say her name. Say her name. Say her name. JP. Fuck her. And <laughs> Fuck my avocado. Nina. Okay. Let me not say I hate you. I resent you for the way that you treated me, but... I empathize with you in some aspects, but I still don't like you. Um, That's fine. And so I quit musical theater my senior year. I was like, you know what? I'm switching all of my applications to acting. Because I applied to a lot of schools musical theater first. So I sent out emails um, before all my auditions, and I was like, hey, can I actually do acting? And most of them were cool with it. Um, And right before, like two days before my NYU audition... I had that revelation, and I was like, oh, my God, it's too late. I have to email now, or I might, not, I might have to audition for musical theater. And I didn't even have any songs planned. I only had my monologues. So oh, that would sign. be a problem. <laughs> and so I emailed the guy beforehand. I forgot his name. And I was like, hey, could I actually change it? And he was like, oh, my God, yeah, totally, no problem. And it was my first audition. Mm-hmm. NYU was my first of all my college auditions. Um, oh, my was my last. Really? Mm. Oh, wow. Um, 
and I, they were just super sweet. I was with a bunch of musical theater kids because I signed up for a th- musical theater slot. Um, but they were all so kind. My auditioner for acting, who like viewed my monologues, was super sweet. Um, we talked about Euphoria for like mm-hmm. thirty minutes, and <clears throat> I lost my thought process. <laughs> audition. Then, yeah. So I did the audition, and I felt great afterwards. Um, and then all the rest of my auditions I did in Chicago. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, because you're Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I forget what it's called. It's the the thing. It's called something, mm. but. <laughs> Is it the, like, audition space where you audition for a bunch of different. Yes, I forgot what it's called. I forgot though. what it's called. I didn't do it. I know a lot of my friends did it. Yeah, I, I did it, um, but I can't remember what it's called. So I did those in Chicago. I auditioned for Carnegie in Pittsburgh, but, mm-hmm. like, we all knew I wasn't going to get in. <laughs> um, they're just ridiculously... Yeah, that was my worst audition experience, too. Um, and I auditioned for one Florida school in Florida. I got into that one, but I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my audition process. How did we get here? Wait, what were we originally talking? My ADHD. No, we were we were no. I, like we've been recording for I don't know how long. We're talking in the court of C major though, so thank you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been recording for what four minutes? A little, little over four minutes. Cute. Something like that. It's gonna be what like a thirty-five minute podcast, forty-minute podcast. Sure. Whatever. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We were we'll talking. We it. were introducing ourselves and then. Talking about Atla- we got to talking about Atlantic Studio and then we got to talking about our auditions. So I think that was the mm-hmm. whole process we did. Um, so what was your um, process like? Well, I'm stupid. So <laughs> I did three universities. I did Barnard, mm. I did Juilliard, and I did NYU. And mm-hmm. NYU was my safety school, mm. which is so fucking stupid. And I recommend that nobody does that <laughs> if you're if you if you're gonna apply to a school. That is not based on your grades, um, and if you if you get good grades and you apply to schools that are not based on your grades, don't fucking apply to three schools in America, <laughs> because I had to learn the hard way that <laughs> American schools are not really like European or French universities, because in French universities universities it's pretty easy to get in to some of them, like mm. Les Sorbonne and stuff like that. They're like I'm going to France. They're fairly easy to get into, but they're extremely hard to get at to to. To uh, stay into, they're easy. Really? Yeah, they're easy to you know be admitted, but it's hard to like mm. stay along the years because the mm. the courses and the workload and the teachers and the competition is extremely, yeah. extremely, extremely hard. Yeah, um, and that's imagine. after you have like the uh, rigorous back um, examination, which is just like the ACT, but a lot harder and a lot more stressful. Mm. Um, and it also really depends, like, the French system is kind of fucked up because it depends on who's grading your test. And it's very mm. much, like, if you get an easy grader, you're happy. If you get a hard grader, yeah. um, it sucks. That's because weird. they gave, like, the same, um, like, math test, like, to two different graders. Like, it was the same way the, the person answered the questions in the same way, and they just gave it to different people. And, like, the grade variations, like, he got, like, an 8 out of 20 and, like, a 15 out of 20, depending on the graders. Yeah. Anyway, between those. So, it's, like, it's so arbitrary, and it's not very reflective, you know, 
on how much the student knows. It's more reflective on how they can communicate it to their grader. Mm-hmm. And if their grader is receptive of that technique or if they're, you know, rec- they're, like, lenient um, for, like, small mistakes. Because mm-hmm. I know some math teachers, if you make, like, two mistakes that cancel each other out, they'll be like, whatever, you still got the right answer. Just be careful not to do this in the future. Yeah. Um, if it's somebody like my dad who would grade the exam, he'd be like, no, that's two points off. Because oh. you made those mistakes. So it really it really depends on their teaching methods and their grading methods. Oh, my gosh. So that's very hard. So I did three universities thinking, you know what, that would be enough. I got good grades in high school. Um, had extra credits. Um, oh, I should probably mute my computer. Um, <laughs> had extra credits. Um, I'm I'm a pretty uh, pretty talkative person. I'm pretty agreeable. Mm-hmm. So for college interviews, that put me at an advantage because I was able to answer questions and relate to my interviewer. Um, and if they like you in America, and if they know you, and if they think you're a good fit, you're more, more likely to get in, from what mm-hmm. I've been told, from what my counselor has told, like, told me. Mm-hmm. And again, she wasn't, like, I don't know, I wasn't super involved with my counselor as well, so I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I did those three universities, um, didn't get into Barnard, didn't get into Juilliard, um, didn't know I had gotten into NYU, started panicking and thinking that my life was over. And that um, I was never going to go to university and that I would have to take a gap year and start working and stuff like that. Um, So then I applied to university in Australia because they were accepting late applications until like spring. Um, University of Melbourne. um, Like would have ended up there had I not been to NYU. Or had I not been accepted to NYU. And what's funny is that in my writing the essay course, um, I met a, a girl called Winona. Like, everybody in my class was so nice. Oh, yeah. our, our professor was, like, kind of um, crazy, so we all bonded. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to end up leaving this into the podcast because he might. He definitely is the type of person to, like, check out. Oh, he would listen to it, and I hope he does. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I hope the fuck he does. I have a meeting with him tomorrow. Oh, no. What if I promote it? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, guys. Um, so, me and my friends are a podcast um, where we just shit talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Loki. Um, um, and so, we all bonded over this man because he was, like, really traumatizing. <laughs> he's like, you're kind of crazy. He's like... <laughs> he really just did not give us the stability we needed in the panorama. Like he's so scary. It's not even that he's scary. He's just kind of mean. <laughs> he's just like I don't know. He's mean. And he's weird. He's not really scary, actually. Mm-hmm. Some people find him intimidating. I don't. I will challenge okay, him. I could never find that man intimidating. He was lying on his daughter's bed, <laughs> on his stomach, <laughs> feet up, feet black. <laughs> <laughs> His feet were black as tar, and we just saw this, like, 45-year-old man laying on his daughter's bed with, like, his feet waving in the back of the video (laughs) on, like, Zoom. I was out of myself, you guys. We were texting in the group chat when this was happening. We were like, do you guys fucking see this, or am I losing my mind? It was insane. And so I met this girl... She was Australian, called Winona, and Winona, I'm sure we're gonna invite her on this podcast. Yes, bestie, so, bestie on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, who also almost went to the University of Melbourne, and I was like, that's oh, kind of wow. crazy that we all. She like, is decided- Australian though, mm-hmm. so that would make more sense. 
for her, but like last minute we both decided to go to NYU mm-hmm. without consulting each other because we didn't know each other at the time. <laughs> so shout out to Winona for I having love that name. I don't know why. I, I just called love her the name Winona. I called her Winona because <laughs> my French brain was like oh. W I Y. Oh girl, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. You know, Katie is still calling me by my first name, so. <laughs> You know what, though, I love this thing with, like, this drama with an Atlantic. I do feel that Katie Bull has really stepped up to them. She has improved. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I do enjoy her class a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy her conversation a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I don't speak that much in class just because I feel uncomfy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in the breakout room, I'm working with Nick for the little oh. thingy. And she came into our breakout room, and we had, like, a really good conversation about how I felt that it's hard for me to see change within myself. Like, I feel like a lot of the time I haven't improved over Mm -hmm. the last semester and, like, the start of the semester. I feel like exactly – I feel like my acting skills are exactly the same, and, like, my voice is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But then she and Nick kept telling me all this stuff, and they were like – what are you talking about? Like, you... There's definitely a change in you. Yeah. And I was like, is, is that good or bad, though? That's the thing. I don't... Mm. And I was just like, I, what is it? Tell me. <laughs> and they were just like, I don't know. But there's a change. And so now I'm going to spend the next, like, five weeks thinking about what the change is within me. To be fair, I do feel like you're very... And I, this might be interpretive of me. This is very much the NYU talking, like, me being, this is interpretive of me. I love, I love when people make interpretations. (laughs) I do feel like you're a lot more posed than you were, like, a lot more grounded, I think, in America, you would say, Hmm. than you were last semester. I think last semester, because it was such a a difficult time for everybody, Hmm. especially for university students who are spending, you know, 35k a semester or something like that with no tuition no scholarships because well not no tuition no scholarships because we're in the arts programs and arts programs don't really get that many scholarships unless it's right. you really really need it um sorry no you're good okay i do feel <laughs> like you were and tell me if this is wrong or right i do feel like yeah. you were um a lot more like at war with yourself and at war with the decisions <laughs> that you'd made. Yeah. And now you've kind of you I don't know if you've come to that conclusion or if you've found it within yourself or if you've found like more of a peace of mind, but um you seem a lot stiller. Ooh. In a good way. I, do I feel like, like no, I like that description. Okay, um, okay. No, because mm-hmm. yeah, because from from talking to you, I do feel like and this might be just also me projecting onto you, which is what it's people do. totally fine. Okay. <laughs> we're human. I don't know. I just feel like you're way calmer. Hmm. You know what I mean? Not that yeah. you were ever, like, overactive no, 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 or, like, no, no, hyperactive. Yeah. I totally feel you. I mean, like, I was because ADHD. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I can definitely see that within myself. Like, I mean, I don't know how it's not necessarily a growth in confidence in Mm -hmm. my acting well there has been a little bit but not substantial it's more so my like attitude it's like you know what I don't really care if I embarrass myself anymore Mm -hmm. because I embarrass I'm gonna feel embarrassed no matter what I do in so many situations Mm -hmm. and other people are going to embarrass themselves too 
Um, so I'm not the only one. So why should I be worrying about what I look like all the time? Mm-hmm. Like I've stopped. I've started turning off like my self view and zoom because that's oh I do insane. that too because it drives me insane. I'll just stare at myself the entire time and try to fix myself because I'm like I look so ugly mm-hmm. and all this and all that and all that. And so I just stopped looking at myself completely in Zoom. And I just, well, I started telling myself how hot I am. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that. Um, it's, but I, I love that. <laughs> mm. I literally, you know, my attitude in, like, everything this semester has just been, it doesn't matter how sad I am or whether I do something good or bad. Because at the end of the day, I'm still hot. Mm-hmm. I'm still sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, suck it, NYU. <laughs> um, it's like a silly thing because putting importance on your physical appearance is, you know, is usually considered pretty like vapid yeah. or vain. But if, if at the end of the day that's what makes you feel okay, like that's what makes you feel okay. Yeah. And that's what centers you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And I've done the same thing. I'm like, Wow, I really just ate shit in that class. Mm-hmm. I really just ate shit. Like, it was just... Sometimes you're going to do a performance, and it's going to be absolute ass. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, because you need to get those performances out of your system. Mm-hmm. But you look at yourself, and you're like, you know what? At least my eyelashes look fucking banging. At least my eyebrows, healthy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. At least my skin, glowing. At least my ass... Fat. Fat. <laughs> yes. No, but literally. And you know what? I've noticed that Miranda, Miranda Kelly. Angel. Miranda Kelly her. is one of my friends. One of our friends. Who also just goes, your friend. Just my friend. She, I keep her in my closet. She's she hates me. <laughs> it's not true. Miranda, I don't think Miranda is like. She's not capable of hating. No. Like, she's literally a fairy. She's an angel. She is so positive, And she always talks about. Having an attitude of gratitude, which sounds so gimmicky, like to my European brain, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like the first time I heard an American saying that, I was like, Ugh! but um, that was me gagging. Like, there's no camera in this because I can't bear looking at myself. I like, know. I'm making all these sounds. I'm like, what do they think I'm doing? Because I'm like, <laughs> no, like literally, it's fine. We're just like fake gagging. We're you know we're dramatic. That's just how it is. That's how it is. Um, and she's always talking about having an attitude of gratitude and knowing her like I do know that we all struggle like young women and young men as a matter of fact or young people struggle with the same things just mm. they it manifests in different ways whether that's you know oh I want to build my pec muscles up or I need to <laughs> do like whatever whatever guys do I'm not a, I'm not a dude <laughs> um, whatever guys care about whatever guys care about like oh my beard is like patchy you know that's something I have heard my brothers complain about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, Oh, I'm 25. My beard is so fucking patchy. Um, that was, wow. I'm like, calm down. Yeah. Um, go to the gym if you need it, babes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a bubble in your throat? <laughs> <laughs> I literally had like a smoothie going down my throat. I was saying that. So I was like, oh. <laughs> so funny. But, um, anyway, Miranda, like, was putting an emphasis. She goes, whenever I like spiral, because she, she, Catherine, her her roommate, Catherine Boston, when we were at dinner last night, goes, yeah, but Miranda, like you look at yourself so close in the mirror, like obviously you're gonna find a flaw if you're looking at yourself for like 20 minutes in the mirror. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's true. But also now what I do is like whenever I start going to that like negative loop, like 
oh, I look like shit. I'm so fat. Like, I'm so ugly. Like, I'm so unworthy. I can't believe I'm, like, this horrid fucking creature that looks like this. Mm -hmm. I can't believe, like, I have the audacity to show up and stuff like that. She'll just go, you know what? She breaks that cycle of thought, and she'll go, you know what? I'm so grateful that I'm, I have clean water to drink. I'm so grateful that my body is able to, to process the, the food that I gave it today. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky that I feel hungry and that I'm able to eat food because so many people don't get to, don't get that. I'm so I'm so grateful that I have these classes that I'm able to attend because my parents are willing to pay for my university. Yeah. I'm so grateful that my teachers care about my well-being. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that my friends are here to support me. I'm so grateful that my body is not shutting down. I'm so grateful that I'm healthy. I'm so grateful that I haven't been able to like I haven't contracted COVID <clears throat> and it just goes into like this positive feedback loop Mm -hmm. where instead of reverting to the negative self-talk you go into the positive self-talk and that helps you feel better at least moves you out of that um uh negative energy which I know it's like it seems a little bit woo-woo to be like negative energy and no negative self-talk especially Mm -hmm. to people who are I don't know I talk about a lot about European versus Americans because that's Oh yeah, it how is how I box things in to make Europeans it. are very much at least in my experience, I'm not European. Mm-hmm. Well, distantly. Um, in my experience are kind of like pessimists. Um, or they're just like, you know, very sarcastic and dry. Um, not you. That's not an insult. I mean I'm you, no, I'm not, <laughs> not I'm not taking it as an insult. But like even with my own mother, who's Dominican um, she can be the same sometimes, where it's like, you know, she'll start saying all these negative things and only focusing on the negative, but, like, recently she's become a lot more spiritual, and Dominicans, um, specifically within the Dominican Republic, it's kind of harder to do in America, because capitalism, um, yeah. <clears throat> but in the Dominican Republic, everyone's so joyous, and everyone's yes. just so glad to just be alive, mm-hmm. and be able to, like, eat good food, and dance, and listen to music, Mm-hmm. And I started taking that attitude. My lips are really dry. Um, Do you need lip balm? I'm okay. Thank you. Though. I have like 25 lip balms. I have a problem. I <laughs> might take one. Then. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep rambling. Um, <clears throat> in the Dominican Republic, they're just super optimistic and positive, and everyone's so kind to one another. And they don't care, like, how they look or, you know, just whatever, how they appear to other people. It's all about just having fun, and that's so important to me. Um, thank you, baby. I just um, gave her lip balm. <laughs> and that's, like, so... That's something I've really had to, like, condition myself to think like. It's like, you know, I'll look in the mirror, and sometimes I'll look at myself, and I'll be like, why, why are my thighs so big? Or why does... Why are my boobs saggy? Or why are my arms so fat? And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad... I have arms that are strong enough to help me lift weights. I'm glad that my legs are strong enough to help me walk. I'm glad that my stomach is a little bit pudgy because it's holding my organs. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to enjoy the good food that I need and that I want and that I crave. And that gives me fuel. Um, So it's like, how do you do the work that's important to you? Exactly. It lets you take care of the people you want to take care of. It lets you take care of yourself as well. Yeah. It keeps me alive. It keeps me going. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think what's so, what I've noticed, I I usually say what's so funny, but I really mean what's interesting to me, Mm -hmm. um, is that everything that I don't like about myself, I could see it on somebody else and I'll be like, she looks hot. 
Exactly. She looks great. And I think it's just the negative conditioning. It goes back to that negative conditioning that a lot of people have in their in their early uh, childhood or, like, adolescence. Yeah. Because I remember in um, elementary school, for me, um, we I was still in French school at the time, and a lot of the girls put emphasis on being very skinny. Yeah. Um, because Paris Hilton was very in. I mean, that's, you know... A lot of the, a lot of, you know, the French girl thing is, like, being very thin, yeah. smoking cigarettes, and, like, that was already, like, very much ingrained in, in their heads, because, and I was lucky that this wasn't my mom, my mom was very much about eating good food that came from the earth, because she grew up with a garden, like, my, my mom, my parents didn't grow up rich, and neither did I, I mean, until, you know, a couple years ago, um, now, I mean, I'm doing financially better than my parents were at my age at least yeah yeah um which is significantly less than some other people but a lot more than others so i'm grateful for 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 all the abilities that for all of the opportunities that they're able to give me but um i think my my mom my mom specifically and i'm focusing on my mom because i think a lot of young girls get their um their self-respect and their self-view from their mother or from their oldest um, sisterly, you know, relation or feminine mm-hmm. relation. Um, and she always put an emphasis on enjoying the food you ate, making sure you're eating good food. And it's not, you know, only about eating, like, cake and getting joy from, like, eating sweets and, yeah. you know... Sorry, I just... You're totally I'm bad. hiccuping. <laughs> Apparently. Um... <laughs> I'm going to unbutton my jeans. TBT did it when I did Honestly? that in Kira's class. We're unbuttoning the jeans. <laughs> like undoing our belts. I did that in a final once. Like, I could not breathe in Kira's I class. I can't do it, you know? And I decided to wear jeans for some reason. This is just a slight tangent, but then mm-hmm. we're going to go back on to the, the main thing. And I had, like, we were on Zoom, and we were doing the scene on Zoom with Abby Irf. Or I was doing the scene on Zoom with Abby Irf, who's, like, incredible. Love her. Love Abby. Angel. Um, who also has her own podcast. I'd um, say, yeah, I'd say. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We so love we're it. plugging it. So maybe we'll do a, the crossover you never oh my expected. Gosh, collab. Um, and in the middle of that class, I was like, Kira, I'm going to unbutton my <laughs> jeans because I cannot breathe. And I just, like, I could have done that without telling my entire class that I was doing that, but I chose not to. You know what? Who cares, dude? True. Nobody. <laughs> like, Literally I, no one. I've just completely stopped caring about what I look like in class. Like, you remember the first couple of weeks of classes when I would come to class, like, wearing, like, a nice, uh, as you would call it, jumper. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> like, we yeah. love a jumper. <laughs> we love a jumper. And I would wear, like, you know, I'd have, like, winged eyeliner. I'd wear lipstick every now and then. I really put so much effort into my appearance. I would, like, you know, blow dry my hair every single day. Now I literally just wake up and take a shower, maybe you know, put on some mascara if we're lucky. Yeah. And just, you know, pop in. Because who cares at the end of the day? I'm not going to date anyone in this class, so who cares what I look like? No, but, like, literally, (laughs) and also, I think, I think for the both of us, I think it's safe for me to assume that for the both of us, up until, like, a couple weeks ago, whenever I got ready or whenever I got dolled up, it wasn't necessarily for my benefit. It was mostly so that I felt that other people thought I was pretty. Yeah. And that's a tiring thought to have, to just rely on other people's outlook of yourself yeah. instead of your own. Like, whether the objective truth is, you know, you're conventionally pretty or not, like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> if you feel pretty, you are going to be pretty. 
Um, and it doesn't matter the, like when you know something is true, when you know something to your core is true, like nothing, nothing anybody else says to you is going to matter. Like somebody could tell me, oh, you're American, but like, that's just not true. <laughs> like, that's just like a comparative example, but, um, mm. that's just not true because I know that I was born in France and I was raised by French parents in France. And then I moved to America. Like that's just, that's just my truth. That's just my reality. So I think changing your reality or changing your outlook or your perspective on your reality can be beneficial. Obviously not everybody has that luxury because yeah. it is a luxury to be fair. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I think, what was I talking about before I went on the tangent? Of no, no, it's class. okay. We were totally, we were just talking about like body positivity. And body positivity. Okay. That's like, that's relating back to like my thing about being hot. Cause mm-hmm. I really, I really think I am so hot. Like I, you know what? I don't even think it. I am hot. Um, fuck it. I, if anyone tells me I'm ugly, I will laugh in your face, because you're wrong. Yeah, um, look, look, <laughs> My, Uh-oh. oh, we're still recording. We Sorry, Ooh. the screen just went black. I got um, scared. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I am hot, I've come to realize that, and I've come to know it, and acknowledge it, and accept it, and flaunt it. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't always think that way. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was and, really insecure. And I don't always think that way as well. Yeah. I think that's important to say. It's like, it's a, I think when you're in the transition from negative self-talk to positive self-talk or increasing your, your positive self-talk, there are days that are going to be hard. Like some days I'm oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. it's a struggle to get out of bed and to like turn yeah. on your camera for, I think for Zoom especially because. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about this even in Katie Bull's class. Relating back to Queen Katie Bull, uh, she's her. really been stepping up. Like her classes. Did you know she has a jazz album? I'm sorry. Yes, I did. I did. I did know. <laughs> it's actually so it's, good. It's really good. No, she's like incredible. Her voice is gorgeous. I love her voice. Her music taste is like incredible. I mean, like Queen Katie Bull. Anyway, love. So her class is a little bit um, abstract. So it's very <laughs> much no, 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 but like yeah. in in a good way. It's very yeah, yeah, much yeah. like you need to understand. You need to. To do the exercises and trust in the in the process. I hate saying that because I'm very much but it's true. not a trust in the process, or I wasn't a trust in the process yeah. type of girl. And now I'm in second semester, like almost halfway through the second semester of my first year at NYU, and I'm like, oh, this process thing does matter, huh? Like I can't just memorize my line and call lines and call that a day. Um, her class, when you really do the exercises that she gives you and when you really do the warm-up and then you do like you go into your scene you feel the difference especially it's like it's like a compounding effect for me at least Mm -hmm. it's like I'm I'm a very very anxious person like I've got severe anxiety um and I was on panic meds I'm not anymore um love that for me um it helps it helps focus me and ground me and it gives me that like transition that I need from my real life and my worries that are in my head, you know, the way that I look, if I look fat on camera, which I don't, but like that's a that's a worry that has been, you know, ingrained in me because that was the early two thousands, you know, discourses. This girl looks fat and she just looks completely healthy and normal. Literally. <laughs> um, like, she's literally normal. Like, she just, she's not fat, hun. She's just not, you know. That's what hurts. So, because I, I feel like I, my mind immediately went to Demi Lovato when yeah. you brought that up. Because I remember in middle and high school, um, specifically into my freshman year and like eighth grade, I was a little, I was a little bigger. Like, I was, Me I too. mean, I was going through puberty. I was no, like 12. yeah. Um, and I, my boobs were 
ginormous. Yeah. Um, and I had these big ass thighs and I had a little bit of pudge. And I really looked up to Demi Lovato because I thought she has a similar body type to me. Like she has a little she has a little bit of a butt and she has like, you know, a little bit of a tummy. But she's not like, you know, fat or plus mm-hmm. size. But even if she was, there's nothing wrong with that. She just looks is someone that looks like me and has my body type who's in the public eye and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she was someone I could look up to. Yes. And to see people online calling people that look like her fat and people that look like her like ugly or giant. Mm-hmm. That made me so much more insecure because I didn't have a lot of people telling me that face to face in yeah. real life. Because um, then you like lose trust in what's real and what's not. Like, exactly. Am I fat and everybody's lying to me? And then that's yeah. another spiral, especially when you've got anxiety or depression or, yeah. or you know any of uh, any mental illness. I think it's it, it gets a little bit hard to um, trust the objective truth. Yeah. Instead of like your own subjective truth. Yeah, and I. I noticed that looking back, I had an eating disorder, um, naturally. No, I'm laughing um, because, like... No, yeah, it's, it, we meet each other. Yeah, no, like, literally me. My yeah, therapist yeah. was like, Cap, you do realize that that is not normal. And I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I know. Yes! I literally, my freshman year, of, or not freshman, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. I got so paranoid, and I was like, I need to get a personal trainer. I need to yeah. start eating healthy and eating, like, only one to two meals per day. Small meals. I would literally just have, like, an acai bowl and oatmeal. Yeah. And that's it in an entire day. And I would train hard, like, five days a week. Yeah. And I look back at pictures of myself. And at that time, I still thought I was fat. Yeah. When I looked in the mirror, I still thought I was huge. And I look back at pictures of myself, and I'm like, my arms are smaller than they are now. My stomach is smaller than it is now. I look pale. And sunken. Like, I look like a corpse. It's not healthy. And I really didn't... We really don't know what we look like sometimes when we're in yeah. that mindset. Because, like, I look in the mirror now and I'm like, you know, I'm hot. I might not be skinny or I might not be fat. I don't know what I am. I'm just here, you know? And I'm, I'm happy with myself and the way that I look. I don't know how I look, but... I'm you look good. You Thank look good you. and you look healthy. Thank you. You look really good. <laughs> you too. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but it's like I think that like feeds back into the the positive and the attitude of gratitude, which I hate those words together. It just feels so woo to me. But yeah. you know what? That's the only vocabulary that that I know to to get that That's how uh, it across. It's like being skinny doesn't equal being beautiful like it's not a a direct relationship and being fat doesn't equal being ugly or unworthy like it's not that it's not that easy there's a lot of gray area and I think that the best thing you can do for your body is respect it for what it is and accept the way you look and that's like such a hard thing like that's such an umbrella term like accept the way you look like and it's (sighs) not even it's a long way to getting to acceptance of the way that you look but know that even on your hardest days where you don't feel like you're beautiful or you feel like you're ugly Unworthy. or undeserving of food, yeah. you still need to treat your body with respect, which is yeah. the most important thing. Even if you think you don't deserve food or you don't deserve you know, proper nutrition, it doesn't matter what you think. You need to treat your body with respect and you need to treat it with kindness. Because mm-hmm. if we acted on all of our thoughts or what we convince ourselves... Mm-hmm. 
we're slowly killing ourselves. No, yeah. That's how we get into eating disorder behaviors. And it's so unbelievably hurtful when we act on those thoughts and those ideas that we conjure up in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I totally get you. And I think, I think one of the most important things is you're going to feel your best you're going to look your best when you feel your best. And when you feel your... I feel like paying attention to who you're around when you're feeling your best. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're eating when you're feeling your best. Yeah. Whether that's healthy food or not healthy food. Or like what some people yeah. would consider not healthy food. Because I do believe that all food in moderation is healthy. But again, yeah, exactly. moderation is the hardest thing to achieve. Yeah. Because I'm a very all or nothing person. So being able to like balance out what I'm eating and eating in a, in a mindful and, and healthy way. And, you know, respecting and honoring my body's cravings is, mm-hmm. is kind of hard because I tend to be like, why have one piece of cake when you have, when you can have the whole <laughs> Why have one scoop of ice cream when I could have <laughs> the whole pint of ice cream? Yeah. Um, but what my mom told me, this goes back to her and like how she eats. She goes, you know, you could just have, just have a scoop of ice cream now. And if you want some later, Get, get some it. later. That's the thing. Intuitive eating. Yeah. Get um, some later. And like, you can always have it tomorrow. Like, it's not going away. It's in the freezer. It's not going to spoil. Exactly. And I was like, I don't know why, but my anxiety just tells me like, everything's going to go away and you're going to like lose it all yeah. or something like that. And like, you have to just like hustle, 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 and you can't sleep and you, you, you have to keep on working or else people are going to like get by you in the race and like whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, that's not true. Yeah. You just have to respect yourself and say, Hey, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not going to, and that's so hard, especially in like a program that's like so intensive and me having an intensive mindset and um, my schooling having been intense and uh, not necessarily learning the best habits. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's hard to be like to your scene partner or whatever, whoever you're working on in your project. It's hard to be like, I'm very overworked right now. Is it okay if I take a break or if I just do this work on my own and send it to you and you can like proofread it for me or you can do your own section? Like that's hard, but those are setting boundaries that um, you need to learn. And it's, I think, especially if there are younger people listening to this right now, and I don't know that there will be. um, Hi, kiddos. Hey, girls. (laughs) Hey, Hey, boys. Hey, cuties. Um, (laughs) um, I think learning to. Do you want an orange? Not really, but thank okay. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Clementine, Clementine Queen. Um, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, comfortably full right now. I love that for you. Joe I'm and- just like, I didn't eat breakfast. I am like, I had eggs. Oh yeah, I didn't eat. I had chai this morning, and that's it. <gasps> chai is really yummy. Have you tried? Oh my god, there's this chai concentrate, spice chai concentrate from Trader Joe's. Oh, I need to get it. I've, I've several amazing. people have told me to get it. They you have to go during the week though, because they sell out on the weekends. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's so good. But um, uh, what were we talking about? Back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, <laughs> self respect, self honoring, setting your boundaries, learning yes. to do that earlier rather than later, because I think. When I started setting boundaries and when I started respecting my body's cues, the, oh, I'm tired, or I think it, for me, it manifests in, you know, tiredness. I have insomnia, so I don't really get the tired cue that often, um, unless it's too late. Um, it's very much, I can't really focus or I'll get a really big hunger spike. Yeah. Um, at like a weird hour. And I'm like, but I, I don't, I'm not like really hungry and like discerning emotional hunger from physical hunger. Yeah. Because, like, that's extremely hard, and that is also something that my, um, uh, that a dietitian talked to me about. Um, and it's, 
well, I'm not going to tell you how I helped my body with that because everybody's different and yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't, you know, but I yeah. do like when I do feel triggered and I do feel sad, I know that I did rely on food and that's an important thing to realize. I think for me, um, so instead of just, oh, I'm upset. I didn't get a good grade or I didn't do well, or this person was rude to me. And instead of like absentmindedly eating like a whole bag of whatever almonds, cause almonds are what we have on the table <laughs> right now. Um, I'm going to take a few minutes to like do a meditation. And that sounds again, really woo woo, but like that's Renee's teaching. Yeah, yeah. Renee is our movement teacher and she's one love. of our professors. Love her. She's such a ray of sunshine. Oh my gosh. Um, and she gives us a bunch of tools to feel comfortable in our own bodies as actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, just take a few seconds to breathe and to set an intention. And if I'm like, I'll make myself a cup of tea or herbal tea, um, mm. drink it. And if I'm still hungry, I'll have a clementine. I'll have a banana. Yeah. I'll have something like that, but it's just not absent-mindedly eating because... Yeah, and I've, like... It's, that's been, like, one of the hardest things for me to overcome. But in the long run, it's come It's come to help me love my body so much more. Yeah. It's, like, eating not just nutrient-dense foods, but foods that make me feel physically and emotionally good. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't just always eat fruits and vegetables and, like, proteins all the time. Sometimes you... Sometimes you need a croissant. Sometimes you need a croissant. Sometimes you need that bread. Sometimes you need a macaron. Um, Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I had to. You know I had to. No, I know you did. I know. I felt it. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I can't do it. Anyways, um, sometimes you need a French pastry. Mirefeuille. (laughs) Yeah, I did it! Yeah! <laughs> I'm French. Um, yes. Probably am, like distantly. Because I'm white. <laughs> anyway, so we what we're love about? colonization. Just kidding, we hate that here. We go to NYU. We can't love that. Love that. Um, Apparently we can, because there are a bunch of racists there, in Yeah. <clears throat> in my group, <clears throat> we yeah. will not be disclos- disclosing group um, we won't letters. We disclose names, but you know who you are if you're listening to this. And yeah, if you go to Atlantic, you know who this is, or mm-hmm. these people are. Yeah, or maybe you don't, and maybe you're just making this up. Who knows? What if we're just lying? What if, maybe we're lying li- this entire time. My name is not Cap. My name is Javi, and I'm Cap. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Katie Ball in disguise. I'm, um, yeah, no, I'm Kira. <laughs> Remember to work at the height of your intelligence, Javi. Stop. <laughs> Any questions, comments, concerns? Shut up, I love her. <laughs> Please. Kira's tattoos, I want them. Kira's tattoos are so good. I'm getting more tattoos. I keep forgetting that you have tattoos. Um, it's because this is the only visible one. Wait, what is that? Is that a rose? It's a diamond earring. That was my second guess. I like it. Thank you. I like it. I have one under my boob, um, and nice. I have one kind of on my rib cage. I want to get another one under my other boob, because I have it on this one. Um, and I have one on my hip. Mm-hmm. I want to get one on my arm. I don't know if I want to get on the outside of it inside. Um, I want to get a little hibiscus and a white lily. Yes. And I want to get... Um, you should get a capucine tattoo <laughs> Yes! <laughs> oh my god, wait. I'm going to actually bring your picture into a tattoo parlor. <laughs> like, Get it tattooed on your this. cheek. 
walking fast. I'm like, hey guys. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, Sam, like, as our second year teacher, would be like, what the fuck, hobby? He'd be like, why? You know, we got really close last semester. And, and he goes, it looks like you got very close. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at me, he's like, well, wow. I'm cheek closer. <laughs> and he, de- he takes that long ass pause in between his sentences where he's mm-hmm, like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Sam, Sam, if you're listening, we Sam, love you and we miss you. I love you so much. Please, please come back. Uh, I know he, I'm going to no, have he, you next semester, but please come back. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like, cause Jessica was supposed to be teaching us first semester, but she had a cute she had baby. baby. It's but, so cute. To be fair, like I like Jessica more and more. It's not that like I didn't like her at No, first I like base, her. But I don't know. She's been giving us such good um, notes. She does. I like I like the conversations that we have. I think she's very intelligent and she knows yes. what she's talking about. Yes. And I like the topics that she brings up with every play. Because the plays that people brought to the table for the ten minute scenes were brilliant. Like there's a lot of people doing uh, scenes from Doubt, which I love. Yes, I love Doubt. And I love talking about the themes within that play. Yes. And the characters, because it's so intricate. And it's so well-written, too. Like, yeah. there's not one boring moment in the entirety of that play. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, so that's been, like, fascinating to talk about. And then there's, like, my play, which we talked about for a while, which is Glass Menagerie, which yes. everyone knows about. Um but I still love, I love talking, and this is such a stupid theater kid shit, but I love talking about plays and themes within plays and talking about characters and how they relate back to the author. Like, I think that's why we both got into Atlantic, because yeah. I remember in my audition, reverting back to our audition process, the guy, his name was Daniel. It wasn't Daniel writing the essay. <laughs> It was Daniel, the head of Daniel. No, because you know the, the 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 I didn't know this when I was auditioning, but the people that do your auditions are like heads of the studios, and or like I think at least some of them are. I know my guy Uh-oh. was Daniel was the head of classical studio. Oh, cool. So he does like Shakespeare and and all oh, of that. Oh, was my person then? And he was like really lovely. I had a I had a quite a long audition. Um, but we just talked and he goes, so what's your favorite part? And I was like, and he goes, what's your method? And I was like, I don't really have a method. I'm going to be completely honest. I just really love analysis. Mm-hmm. I love analysis. And I'm like, that's my favorite thing. He goes, and if you weren't into acting, what would you do? I was like, I would probably go into like art history or just history or anthropology or something like that yeah. to work in a museum to be able to analyze stuff. Like, cause that's, yeah. I love that. That's so cool. And then I think he just like that, like struck a bell in him and he was like Atlantic. Cause of the bulk know. of the work we do at Atlantic, I, I want to say 90% of the work is analysis yeah and the like five percent is memorizing your lines and then the other five is performance yeah yeah but like an analysis goes into like analyzing how you're feeling so mm-hmm. like are you stressed out are you feeling good are you tired are you energized like what's yeah. going on and then doing your warm-up accord in accordance to mm-hmm. that um and then really just knowing your script inside and out knowing your character inside and out and being able to make good oh not good decisions but like decisions you feel are the best for your character in that moment right. or in that scene. I feel like yeah. that's somewhat what Atlantic does. It's not definitely. all of it. Yeah, I like... It's definitely the analysis process. It's really intriguing to me because I mm-hmm. love... I love talking. I mean, <laughs> you know this. Everyone knows this. I love talking. I can't shut the fuck up. Well, actually, my group currently wouldn't know that because I never talk to those bitches. Um... Sometimes not, that's how it I be. didn't mean that in a mean way. It's an endearance. It's a term of endearance if people from my room are watching this. 
Um, it's true. I don't, she just gets it for me. It's because I'm French, so I call everybody a bitch. Literally. This is not sarcastic at all. I don't know if you can tell, but this is not sarcastic. <laughs> this is not sarcastic. Let me say it one more time. We are we are totally kidding. Thank you. Okay, beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I love talking when it's about things that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when certain topics come up with plays... I love bringing my own knowledge into ex- and experience into a room, and I love, I love sharing my opinions when I know they'll be well received. Yeah, because it's all about. I just drooled. Um, it's all about. I'm into it. <laughs> it's all about. Give me that French bulldog. God damn. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> damn, mommy, are you Shut drooling? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> What was I say? Um, I love. It's really important to have a comfortable working environment yeah. because I don't feel comfortable talking or with people. Like safe more than comfortable because yeah. I think a lot of comfort drives from safety, and if you feel safe, That's you'll be so able. Because there, there's some things that I'm, you know, not sure of, especially in like script analysis. Mm. I don't know if this is right, but then like Jessica's like, "Okay, don't apologize. Don't say I don't know if this is right. Just say it." Yeah. I'm like awesome. And then you say it, and she's like, mm, "I think we can improve on that," or "I think that's not quite it." And I do like that because I don't feel stupid. I never feel stupid yeah. in my class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the whole thing where it's like, you know, okay. no question is a bad question or no answer is a bad answer. Um, because it's so true. And we've been conditioned to think that, like, you know, we shouldn't share things because they might be wrong. Mm-hmm. But they never explicitly tell you, oh, that's wrong. Or, oh, you did, you did that badly. They're like... I think we can do a little bit better. I think we can go deeper, mm-hmm. which I appreciate because that encourages more deep thought rather than, like, encourages us to, like, stop trying completely. And it also, like, teaches you your thought process for next time because then mm-hmm. it's, like, next time you'll get that, like, base answer and you'll be, like, mm, that's a little bit too easy and then you'll do that mm-hmm. process and you'll ask that same question to yourself yeah. to get that deeper answer by yourself. Exactly. That's why, like... And that happened yesterday. Um, so yesterday I did a little performance because we had to, like, it was for my moment lab class where we had to pick, like, a historical figure per- figure from history and, like, historical figure, figure from history. history. I was going to say something and I was like, shut up. You know what? It's okay. It's I'm trying. Um, and I was like, so I chose Marilyn Monroe for some reason. I also um, picked her. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't talk about this. I just told her yesterday I did Marilyn Monroe for my thing, and she was like, me too. And I was like, Because we're also fuck. not supposed to talk about it. So yeah. none of, nobody in our group has, what, has gone because Carl gave us a little bit of an extension. Ugh, what the fuck? Because I think our group was having so many mental breakdowns. Like, I cried in his um, class. Like, I'm not a crier, but for the past three weeks, they've been, like, really rough. Um, and I cried for the first time in his class. I feel like everybody first semester, like, they all had a round at crying. I did not, surprisingly. <laughs> I did off camera. Um, I've never cried on camera. I had I don't, to turn I don't, my camera off. I had I to turn it off. I can't cry in front of people. I can't let anyone see me cry. Because, like, I don't have a problem with crying. Like, I'll cry. It's nothing. It doesn't mean I'm a little bitch or anything. Um, <laughs> I love how you put that. <laughs> but I just... Kids, if you cry, it doesn't mean like you're a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. Is, crying is strong. And you know what? Sometimes you get to be a little bitch. All my bad bitches cry. Um, <laughs> and what was I going to say? In the words of Kate Sawmel yesterday... Love her. Bad bitches go to the mental hospital. Yes! <laughs> that, 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 a million times. Um, how we get here? <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that yesterday. And I did a lot of research into Maryland. And I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on what like I wanted to do for an action and all this stuff. And then during my analysis, she was like, I think we can go even deeper. And I was like, oh. Because I thought I went pretty deep already. And mm-hmm. there was so much to be discovered and so much to think about. Like, I didn't consider that much... Even though it was such a prominent thing, I should have thought more about it. I didn't consider that much of, like, how mean the press was. Yeah. The press was really... I mean, it still honestly is. abusive. Yeah, they still are. Like, at the time, Maryland... Maryland... Maryland? Excuse me. I don't, um, I don't know her. <laughs> Who is she? Marilyn Monroe uh, was, like, just so sweet. And she was such an angel. And she was so smart and such a good person altogether. But Hollywood really... Made her out to be this, like, dumb little bimbo that's just, like, you know, like a little sex doll. Like, that's all she is. She's nothing more. When she was so intelligent and so kind and, like, caring. And devoted to her work and just learning. And the press constantly attacked her. They would, I mean, they would always ask her questions about her relationship, about her fertility because she had struggles with miscarriages, about her, um divorce and like relationships with co-workers her outfits her looks and all this stuff it was never anything of substance mm-hmm. and it was all really mean and it's like i didn't even take that into consideration but when I, when she brought it up and we started talking about it more and more and i did it for a second time it felt so much better keeping that in mind and with the group of people that were playing the press mm-hmm. um they took that into account, and I saw that in their performance as well, mm-hmm. even though they weren't, like, doing as much. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that's what I love so much about this um, work that we're doing, is making new discoveries. Because before, in my acting training in high school, mm-hmm. it just felt like someone was telling me everything that I need to do. I yeah. couldn't give any of my own input or complain about anything. This just feels so much more well-rounded, and, like, it's yeah. honestly so much more fun. Yeah. Definitely. Because you get to act people. Well, I mean, there's always this thing when you're um, doing an idiolect, which is like somebody's accent, or you're 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 being the representation of, of a famous or I- iconic figure. Um, you're never going to be them, actually. You can never oh, yeah. really do them. Um, I don't look anything like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no, but it, like, it, but it's. Uh, if you get their essence, if you get their, if yeah. you respect them and yeah. and their life, and you do the research and you do the preparation, I think that's why they're not telling us that much about that private light assi- uh, assignment, because yeah. they fo- they want you to focus more on the preparation and doing a really yeah. d- deep dive uh, character analysis. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, that's so true. And I don't want to sound cocky or I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm simply repeating what people told me for my private life. Mm-hmm. Um, like when after I finished it. <clears throat> I did a lot of voice work and I did a lot of research for this because I'm, I mean, I'm simply just fascinated by Marilyn Monroe. So it was mm-hmm. fun doing the research. Did you also um, like fall into like her skincare routine? And, oh like, my God. Yeah. I right. Was, like, her entire makeup routine. I was like, yeah, okay, Max Factor Foundation. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. I know. I know. It's, it's like amazing. Um, there's so much resource on Marilyn too. It's just oh like gosh, a yeah. hit. It's, it's incredible. I love it. And I would like watch all these interviews and I love doing the research and I love learning more about her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got her mannerisms down pretty well, um, and I, like, had her speech patterns and, like, her kind of dialect. It was... The one thing that I struggled with the most was her... Head voice? Yeah. Her, like, head voice, because she has a super, like, high-pitched, breathy, 
child like well the thing yeah. is um because i was talking to her speech professor about this Charlie. Charlie. Love him, though. He's, like... He's a cutie. I really, I really enjoy his class, but I think it just reminds me of my own accent training, because... Yeah, it makes me self-conscious about my accent. I, I think I'm... I was already self-conscious about my accent, but I feel less self-conscious about it now, because Charlie's, like... Well, he know he notices. He knows that I'm European just because, like, that's his job. Yeah. Because my thes aren't exactly where, where they need to be on my hard palate. Mine is too dentalized yeah. because before I used to do duh. And so I overcompensated by doing the very deeply on my tongue. And so he'll tell me that. And I'll be like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, I didn't... But, like, oh, it makes wow. sense to me now. Yeah. But um, he was like, no, it's because they, they always wanted their starlets to be... It's this whole, like... Fetizai, fetizai, fet, what the Fetishization. Fuck? <laughs> oh, thank you. God damn. I could not speak. I cannot speak. It's a fetizai, fetishization. Fetishization. Good. Fetish. You got it. You got it. You got it. Fetishization. Yes. I'm not going through it it's again. It's okay. It's okay. You got it. You got it. Of um, women as a gender, but um. The infantilization as well of mm-hmm. of women, and training them to sound a lot up here, yeah, and being very breathy, and then giving them the transatlantic accent, which is different from their own, and so it just removed yeah. them from their personality and the one that they grew up in. So it was just like training the average person to being a star, and yeah. I think that's why there's this whole like star connotation in America now. Mm. It's just and there's this whole fame thing, whatever. I'm like I'm not gonna go into that because that's just yeah. too much for for one episode, but um. She was so infantilized by everybody around her yeah. and, like, still had this sex kitten. Image, she was sexualized was, and infantilized. Which is fucked up, and it really tells you the state of the world, and I think it's still like that to this oh, day. Yeah. Like, if you look at starlets like Ariana Grande. and Oh, yeah, pedophilia is still so rampant within the institution of patriarchy. Yeah, um, within the institution. This is Meghan Markle's... Ah. <laughs> Love her. Oh oh, that interview was crazy. Have you seen it? Stop. Oh my god. Literally, I want to punch Charles in the face. I want to beat his ass. I really. Yes. Charles and William. Okay, I was gonna say Prince William as well, and like Kate Middleton. Like you know what? I do. I will say though, I don't. I don't feel as much hatred toward Kate Middleton because she said that she did apologize, which I no, appreciate. that is true. But but that was still, still. really shitty. Um, for dresses and for what and for what? It's literally. Talking yes. about the, the skin color of their child. That is, I can't even believe. I can't even believe that that was a discussion that they thought was was worthy of having. Like, I, I can't believe that. They didn't even bring in Meghan into that room. They just brought in Prince Harry. It's ridiculous. Insane. And the fact that they wouldn't give him protection. They wouldn't give him give a, a title. title. When, but, like, which is, like, I think Meghan Markle made this very clear that she that's not... You know, it, it, it bothers her because that's her son's birthright, but it's not what's important to her. I feel like she made that very clear. But it's so sick. It's so it sick that they wouldn't even offer protection to, like, their great-grandson or, like, exactly. um, Prince Andrew's grandson. Or, his, yeah, grandson. Because yes. Harry is his yeah, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Like, they literally... When they came to America, fucking, they were under the Medea Pr- Princess Protection Program. Yeah, Like, Tyler literally. Perry offered them product- protection. Not even their own family. <laughs> anyway, we're just diverting a little bit too much from Marilyn so, Monroe. A wee bit. Um, a wee bit. It's okay, though. But, like, yeah, doing the voice, I think it, it's it's very hard, but it's also, like, 
another measure of constraint over their actresses that and having them be corseted, which I don't believe that corsets are necessarily constrained. I do, you know, when they're well made, they can yeah. be beneficial for the spine and stuff like that. Yeah. But there is this idea of like holding breath. Yeah, it um, depends on like how, because they would tie the corsets. Corsets at that time were yeah. like, tied super tight around the waist to achieve that. That very, very dramatic, waist. like, Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah, which literally squishes your organs. Well, the thing is, your body's meant, like, women's bodies are meant to be, like, have their organs shifted because this happens during pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not, like, the most optimal way for your body to be, and it's not the, yeah. the best way for it to to um, stay in for a long period of time, especially Definitely considering, not. like, the lymph nodes and, you know, the skin as yeah. an organ and everything that works underneath that. Like, it's just not the healthiest thing. But it's definitely yeah. not, not, like, deadly or damaging if the corset is well-made. Um, yeah. Just for all the corset makers out there, I don't want to run you out of we business. We love corsets. <laughs> we do. We love, we love a corset moment. <laughs> um, I want one of those corsets, like, the ones... Um, not the same with corsets. I think just, like, the whole the get-up. The whole like dress like in Outlander, um, yes. where their boobs are literally spilling out of their dress. Stop it! And they're like Stop up to it. their neck. I think that's so hot. Javi, I my dream. Okay, should we go back to Marilyn Monroe, or are we going off on a tangent? We can do whatever you want. Okay, we can do both. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here. My dream acting job, like yeah. in in the like in the next couple of years, like one or two or three years. Yeah. Period drama. Me too. But like, I feel like everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, Bridgerton!" No, not Bridgerton. No. no. I want like Jane Austen, like pull dark out, Outlander. Like, give me that. Like, I need. I just need like a corset. I need a fancy uh, dress. Yes. I need to be like a French Revolution type of story. Yes. I need to be. Nobility. I want to be in a pirate drama as well. I just yeah. want to, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my Caribbean. God, Pirates of the Caribbean. Knightley. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I, I would need let that her murder me. I literally want to be Karen Knightley in every single period piece. Like, I want to live out my Pride and Prejudice fantasies. Because, you know what? I, I was, like, obsessed, obsessed with, like, uh, Pride and Prejudice in the 2005 Joe Wright version. Oh, I love I Joe Wright. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I was watching the behind the scenes, I think, a couple years ago or a couple months ago. Um, and it was Keira Knightley, Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the actors were just at this beautiful, beautiful house um, and stayed there the whole summer. And they were like, it was the best summer because we, they just like would go back into the rooms and like stay there. And then they'd film and they were all hanging out. And I was like, that seems like the best that's the best time ever. My dream life. Like, I can't convey enough how much I want to live, not necessarily in that time period, but with that aesthetic. Because the time period was prejudiced. Um, no, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, but the <laughs> aesthetics... You can quote me on that. Oh, uh, Regency era, <laughs> not the best. Yeah. Um, but being treated like a princess. Yes, I would like that very much. But I think it's also, like, with the, um, I think with us living in New York City, like, in Manhattan and having, Mm. like, very minimal nature, aside from Central Park, Washington (laughs) Square Park, and, like, some communal dog parks. Just, like, the three trees on the sidewalk. Yeah, like, that's enough nature dog. Like, it's it's a lot. I'll get myself a mini cactus. That's it. Yeah, I've got a fake plant in the corner right there. Um, (laughs) She's, she's. She's responsible. <laughs> she's responsible for all of my serotonin. Yeah, that's so funny. 
Stop it. It's literally just one, like, stem. <laughs> um, we're just amazing. It's so good. No, I love it. Um, and just, like, being able to stay one summer, like, in the English countryside. Yes. Because also, England doesn't get extremely hot. Like, there have been oh gosh, more heat yeah. waves, but it's not, like, new. It's not like Manhattan. And it's not humid. It's, less so, yeah. It's yeah, less so humid a than here. Less humid. Yeah, at least I mean, like I'm from Florida, so so yeah, no, yeah. yes, yes. Literally yes. anywhere yes. is less humid than yeah. I'm from there. Um, but I would love to like, and just like, wouldn't that be the best learning experience? Yes. Like your first on-screen acting oh. thing is just like a series, whether it's like Netflix or whether it's a film or something like that, and you just get to stay one summer with the whole cast and the crew, and you just do your period drama thing, and you're only concerned with that and nothing else. That's literally my dream. That is my dream. Yes. Wait, any casting directors listening to this right now? I can do a really good British accent. Yeah, no, our accents are really good. Our accent work, impeccable. Yeah, and I can also do Scottish and Irish. um, Can you really? A little bit. I can do northern and southern English. You're like, Craig Nadeau? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> and you're like, thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Which one of you has- <laughs> Stop, literally Outlander tease. Sing me a song for the last that is gone. You know who's weirdly hot in that series? Jamie. <laughs> okay, no, but he's like he's like very like he's outwardly hot. Brutally hot. You know, Jamie, if you're listening to this. You mean Sam Hewan. Uh, Sam Hewan. Yeah. Fuck it. Also, <laughs> but like Katrina Balfe is also gorgeous. She's I love stunning. her. And like um, her real personality is like she's so sweet. And like, oh my god, I I want to marry her. I want to be listening on that show. If you're if if by an if, off chance any of the Outlander if any of the Outlander cast is listening to this right now, we um, love all of you. You guys were there yeah. with me throughout all of my high school years, and they sucked. Yes, 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 yes. I love you all so much. Um, if any of you are free this Friday night. I would love to take you out on a nice dinner. On a nice date. On a nice on us. date. It's, it's, it'll be on Hobby and I. We can have haggis. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Other Scottish dishes. You know what? Christina Balfe is in my ear right now. She's saying, don't fucking give me haggis. <laughs> I'm she's sorry. Like, she's like, I'll take a pint. I'm sorry, Christina. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, no, but I also love how that cast just grew with the years, mm. with the seasons, that everybody's, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. All of, even, like, all of the... Because no no character feels like a minor character. They just feel like characters yeah. who aren't given, like, the main plot line. Exactly. And everybody's so well-rounded. Like, I love... Um, oh, what's his... Fergus? I love Fergus. Fergus! I love Fergus. I love Fergus and... Um, oh, Milad. Yes. Milady. I love that shit. I eat it up. Cesar Dumboy. Oh my god, stop it. Shut up. Stop it. Um, but all of the ladies in there are incredible. I follow all of them on Instagram, and it's very rare for me to like follow all of the people from no, one cast yeah, on I'm Instagram. Obsessed. And I um, love them all individually and they're so talented. But back to the real. person that's like I'm like taking a little bit more airtime. It's <laughs> because totally fine. I need to like get this out because it's so important to me. Graham McTavish, why is he hot? He is! Okay. Stop it. Okay, stop. okay. I'm literally like, have you seen that, like, uh, stars? Yes, I think it's yes. Star special. Graham and Sam! Stop, it's my favorite thing. I watch it every Monday I mean, before before Jessica's class, and I'm, I'm like, so, it gives me what I need. It makes me so happy. Just them, like, roaming around Scott. I love Graham McTavish so much. I, I want did not him expect- to be my father. Yeah. 
Um, well, I don't know if I want to be my father. I want to be my fun uncle. Mm, I don't know, because I find him hot. So yeah. I don't want him to be But, like, uncle, but, like, not related. Just, like, uncle, like, dad's best friend. Godfather. There we go. My brother is my godfather. <laughs> what? Well, I know. <laughs> wait, wait. Rewind. <laughs> How is your own family your godfather? I think you can, you can, um, I don't know if it's, like, French culture, but you can name anybody your godfather. I think like, that is French culture, because I've never heard really? of Really? Or maybe my parents just did not give a shit. <laughs> I guess so. Because, like, I don't, I don't have godparents. But, like, I would give godfather Satanist. or godmother. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I would give the name of, like, godfather or godmother to, like, a friend. Like a really close friend. That's what my my godmother is. My 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 both my parents is very very close and old friend. Well, not very close, mm. but very old. Friend. Yeah, I'm never having kids anyway, so I don't know why I didn't <gasps> even think about. It's that. okay. You can spoil my kids. Graham McTavish. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Hi Graham. Um, if you're listening, I am free whenever. Um, but no, not Friday because we're taking the rest of the cast out on a day. Oh shit. But. We could do you know Saturday what? morning. Next, next, next podcast. <laughs> Can so. we do a triple day? Graham McTavish. Um, Me. We, I promise, we'll make you happy. We'll make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you a good time. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So sorry. Um, um, don't apologize. I will do, I don't know, play Scottish music for you. Do a little Scottish jig. What are those dancers called? The Irish the, step dancers? That's Irish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I'll wear kilts. Wait, aren't kilts for men? Pretty sure kilts are only for men. Otherwise, it's called Plus gender kilt. norms. You know what? <laughs> I feel like kilt me, kilts need to like be worn more often by men. Oh my god, yeah. Everywhere. That literally, honestly, skirts and like kilts and stuff like that make more sense for men and their anatomy, because like oh. with girls we have like. Well, we can wear, like, anything, because we have cooch, so it's, like, you know, whatever. And yes. pants are, like, you know, fine. But, like, I feel like wearing pants and, like, shorts and jeans for men, it's, like, you know, you have to shove it in one pant leg. That's I feel like true. That seems you don't have to shove it in one pant leg. That's or, like, you know, happens. bunch it up or whatever. And it's, like, where does it <laughs> no, go? No, they took it back to their bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> Every man tucks when they wear jeans. <laughs> you can, okay, you know what? You can send us DMs on Instagram. <laughs> Hannah Victoria Collins at Hannah Victoria Collins at Captain Pochart. Is that not your Instagram? I don't have my last name in my Instagram. It's just Hannah Victoria with like a six A's. <laughs> Follow me. Um, um, also, and you can DM. How do you put your balls in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Graham McTavish. How do you put? <laughs> This is so bad. I don't mean to be invasive. I just yes, you do. No, you go go along with it. Go along with it. Yes, you do. <laughs> Katrina Bell, how do you put your third leg in your trousers? Katrina? Katrina, please send us help because we're struggling with ours. <laughs> Will you? Katrina, just... I, I just send you. us help, please. Please, please, please. Um, I just... Oh, I love you so much, Katrina, and Sam, and Graham, and... Caesar. Everyone, Caesar. Uh, I love everyone. Just, that show is so magical. I can't tell you the amount of times I rewatch it. Yeah. Um, when I'm feeling, like, sad or horny. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> no, but to be fair, 
it really does make me feel like I'm seeing like my distant family again. I think that's how long it's been on oh, the air and how long I've been watching it. Yeah. Like every time the season ends, I'm like, well, I'm not watching TV Literally. until Outlander comes back. Literally. And I, it makes me think of, this is kind of weird, but. It's okay. We literally talked about how Graham makes Yeah, we literally just asked the cast how they put their penis in their pants. Um, so, and they're definitely going to answer. Weird. Um, but like, I have like a fairly kind of close relationship with my acting professor professor teacher in high school um i mean like we were very casual he was a college <coughs> professor before he was a high school teacher so he was super like chill i'm gonna pee but i'm gonna leave the door open um and so we had a super like kind of casual friendly relationship and we loved the show outlander like i would always i came into class one day and i was like does anyone in this class watch Outlander? Because a really important episode came out. I think it was, like, the one... I don't want to spoil it, but it was the one with, um... Randall. Fuck, what's his name? His first name? What's the <laughs> first name of the evil British captain? Black Jack. Black Jack Randall! Um, it was with Black Jack Randall, and, yeah, he was gonna hurt Claire, and then Jamie busted through the window. Um, it's that one. And I came into class and I was like, who saw that episode? Um, and none of the students had seen it. And then my acting teacher raises his hand and I was like, oh my God, Dr. Klein, we need to talk about this. Um, we need to have a conversation right now because that, wow, wow. And then we got to talk about, cause he's like super theater buff. Like he loves, he loves theater and he loves period pieces specifically. Um, he's really like interested in time periods and playing with that in theater. Like he set a lot of our plays in different time periods. <clears throat> and he went on this whole long tangent about how like historically accurate the show was in terms of like costuming, uh, language, you know, just aesthetics as a whole. Would you I was like, you're so right. Yes, please. Um, I was like, you're so right. Oh, my God. Do you want to open your coffee thing? Oh, my God. I'm cutting you off. I keep forgetting we're it's recording okay. a podcast. It's okay. Or do you want, like, an... Oh, no. All my it has coffee. Doing. Girl, you... Oh, she's so problematic. <laughs> Just finish your coffee. I'm so sorry. It's totally not okay. I'm definitely going to pee my pants. <laughs> it, it brought the station. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. And then we just, like... <clears throat> he's, he told me he watched Outlander... Or no, I brought up the topic of Outlander, and I was talking about how sexy it was. And my acting teacher was like, oh my god, yeah. And that seems weird, but I promise it wasn't, like, anything, like, weird. Like, we're just friendly. We're just, like, good. We have a good relationship, um, everyone in the class with our acting teacher in high school. And we were just like, oh my god, Outlander is so sexy. But more so, the historical accuracy and just the plot as a whole and the acting. Because... To be honest, I hadn't known any of, like, the actors in Outlander before the show. Like, I didn't know any of... I didn't know who Katrina was. I didn't know who Sam was. I didn't know... I had seen seen Graham McTavish in some things. I might have seen him somewhere, but I'm I don't sh- know I'm that sh- well. Um, and who did I see? Um, oh, I forgot her name. She's blonde. She played, you know, the girl who was in love with Jamie Fraser. Leary? Leary. That yeah. actress who played Leary. I saw her in Victoria, I think it was. Um, and she played one of the servants in Queen Victoria's yeah. household, and she was already great in that. Mm. I can't remember her name for the life of me. Yeah, I know. 
yeah, but I just I, I love them so much and the acting in that show is unbelievable. It's gorgeous. Um, I just I, I'm locations. such a fan girl. I'm such a fan girl for that show. Nell Rose Hudson. Nell Rose Hudson is her, is her name. I okay. think. Now I have to pee. Damn it. You know what? You keep the oh. show. on <laughs> Wait, were you talking about how your acting professor? You were like. I had a close relationship with my acting professor. And you were, you loved Outlander, both of you, and that's how yeah, you Yeah, we talked about how sexy Outlander was. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of sus with your professor, but, like, that's fine. No, um, I know. It sounds weird, but it was, like, purely platonic. Like, it's, it's, like, totally weirdo. good. I'm just, I'm not judging you. He so, okay. super, he's, like, a hippie. <laughs> I love that. Um, to be fair, I did um, bond with my history professor over Outlander as I well. I love that. He, his name was Peter Green. Like the OG Fleetwood Mac um, lead singer? I don't know if he was the lead. Oh, see, this is me forgetting all of my Fleetwood oh, Mac knowledge. I don't know. I only know Stevie and Lindsay. Of course you do. <laughs> but he was in the OG, you know, old, like, like not soul, but um, old blues rock and roll Fleetwood Mac. Like the OG Fleetwood Mac that I love dearly. Um, and I was like, oh my god, Peter Green, did your parents name you after your... Um, the the musician in Fleetwood and then he goes absolutely not but like good reference and I was like thank you thank you I thrive off of um positive reinforcement just kidding it makes me doubt myself anyway um and I was like talking about how I loved the show Horatio Hornblower well it's not a show it's like tv movies but they're like four um Horatio Hornblower with um Yoan Griffith um, which that was a lot of fun. I did enjoy that thoroughly. Um, and then I started watching Outlander again, and I'd forgotten how good it was. Because I think when I started watching it, I was like 12 or 13. It was a little bit too much for me when I was 12 or 13, <laughs> which is understandable. But then, like, when I was 15, I watched, started watching it. Yeah, I um, started... When did I start Outlander? I, like... I remember uh, I was watching this thing for Big Mouth. Do you watch <clears> Big Mouth? No, I don't watch Big Mouth. Um, okay, let me just pull it up. <laughs> Pulling on my pants. Okay, but so while Javi pulls up her pants, um, I watched, uh, I, we like kept talking like every week as the episodes came out. My professor and I would like talk about it and well, we wouldn't talk about everything, but we talk about, you know, the plots and the character dynamics and be like, oh, I think this worked. I think this didn't work. I like the editing here. I like love the music here. And we just talked about so much and I don't know. It's just, it's really nice. <laughs> I think it's a very history. Like it's a, it's a, it's a show for nerds. It's not a show for nerds, but it, it's, it's extra. It's a show for nerds. nerds and helpless romantics. I am both of those things. So <laughs> we are, it's okay. I'm right there with you. Have you so, seen um, Medici on Netflix? I have not. It's the 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 um, the setting is gorgeous. Ooh. The acting is very good. The third season is good. The third season is probably my favorite season. The first season is like my second favorite season. The second okay. season is not my favorite, but it's still good. Like it's very enjoyable. Yeah. I would watch it if you have time. Mm. Anyway, back to Outlander. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah. So the way I heard about Outlander is I watched Big Mouth. Um, I was wondering. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, they were doing a panel where they were, like, uh, talking about this one episode where it's, like, based on a romantic novel, and it's, like, how girls fall in love with these romantic novel characters and, like, you know, period pieces and all this shit. Um, and it's, like, 
the sexiness of the tension. Oh, yeah. Like, the tension between two characters and the, like, not being able to have sex but wanting to have sex so bad, um, which was, like, very, like, evident in the first season before they got married um, and all that stuff. And she brought up in, like, the panel, she was, like, one of the writers. She was, like, um, I was so an outlander, and she said how sexy it was, and I was, like, a show is sexy? How does that work? Because I had never seen, like, a show that really, like, <laughs> really got to me. Yeah. Um, and I started watching it once, and I got bored by the first episode because it went kind of slow. And it's, it's, it's definitely, it starts off as a slow bird, and then it just doesn't stop. I know. It's, like, the first episode, because it was all, like, war and like, the 1920s, and I was, like, It's exposition. Uh, the, first, the first and second episodes are exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then get into it. Oh and then God. I was like, okay, maybe I need to stick with this. And so I watched the second episode like a month later, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Wait, did we just change settings? And who is that? And that's Sam Hewen. That's Sam. Wow, are you saying that your sexual awakening was Sam Hewen? You know what? It just, it just, it, it, it <laughs> might have been. <laughs> You know what, Sam, if you're watching this, I'm very sorry. Um, I thought you were going to say I'm very grateful. <laughs> I'm very sorry and I'm very grateful. I don't mean to... Uh, I by you. Yeah, because I think you're an amazing person in general. And I think, you know, you're very kind and talented and amazing. You are also very physically attractive. He is not watching this, but I feel the need to You know what? That. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe in some, like, crazy alternate universe. Maybe, you know, my best friend, Katrina Balfe, will be like, oh, Sam, they're talking about you. <laughs> Graham will, like, listen to the podcast and he'll be like, oh, Sam. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these girls on? <laughs> Literally, we just had an all bowl, like, half a cup sandwich <laughs> and coffee. And I was talking about how good at a Scottish accent I am. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, this first episode of I Mean. <laughs> We've been trying to end this podcast forever, but you know what? We just have too much to say. Two bitches that can't shut the fuck up. I'm um, sorry. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will reorganize this. Um, it, well, these the quality of these podcasts will improve um, as our mental states improve and our clarity becomes clearer. Thanks for listening. I was gonna say watching. Yeah, if you, honestly, if you listen to this entire thing, if you sat through mine and Please voice, let us know. Please let us know. Really? I appreciate you so much. Yes. Because um, I'm really annoying. No, you're not. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. No, but like, no, but really, if you listen through to all of this, because it's gonna last a little bit, um, thank you so much, and it's probably gonna get posted around the same time every morning, so we hope we can guide you through your morning or your evening or whatever time it is in your area. We hope that we could give you a little bit of solace, a little bit of companionship, um, and some and some talking points, yeah. um, and some, some thoughtful points. If you have any suggestions as well for us to talk about. Banger lines, like we've been saying. Yeah, we really, honestly, we can talk about anything for hours. So literally, whatever you want us to talk about, we can do a Q&A, we can give you advice, even though we suck at giving advice. Um, I mean, I feel like we could give advice. Do you? I don't know. I don't it's gonna know. be good advice. I would probably give, give you really bad advice, but like you know, 
If we, we want it, we could do a Sex in the City column. Like, could be a segment of yes. our of our thing. We'll give you relationship advice. We'll give you relationship advice. We'll also give you life advice, and we can give you fashion advice because if we like doing something, it's roasting the yeah. shit out of other people. I will give you fashion <laughs> advice while sitting here in a and eating a t-shirt. Yeah, and eating um, a club sandwich <laughs> and an table. and just like a whole bag of almonds. Literally. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much for watching. Much love. Bisous. Kisses. Bisous.